0: All money is is a reward for solving problems. If you don't like the money you have, solve different problems. That's it. Solve better problems, you'll start making more money. And that's it.
1: Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life.
0: Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong and I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. G'day, day. Welcome to another episode. We're going to be discussing uh, money and limited beliefs today about money. Uh, the last uh, episode, we talked about time for quite a bit of time and how you can uh, take just a small amount of time, even if it's 15 minutes, uh, and we even gave you some action items during that 15 minutes of time, what you can start doing to start really making a big impact in your life. So now we're going to talk about this limited uh, belief around money. Money is such a huge part of our lives. We're, we're working our ass off so we can get more of it. You know, we do whatever we can for it, and whatever, whenever we get it, it's really hard to save it and hang on to it. If you think about how much money you actually made in your entire life versus what's in your bank account, most likely it's a shockingly terrible number of how much money you made versus how much money is still there. And it's scary. Because things cost money, and you know there's taxes and a whole bunch of other shite that has to get paid on a daily basis. And if you have kids, well, those little those little rugrats, those little monsters, suck up a lot of money too. If you have a spouse, it can be even worse. Uh, so, you know, you have we and and let, uh, the first first I want to talk about what is money, and uh, I think this is really important because uh, money is is most people think there's it's a limited resource but how much money really is there in the universe there's an unlimited amount of money in the universe right there's no limit to how much money can be had um, if we were to in fact the US just keeps printing money so there's they they want they, they just make as much as they want there's no limit to how much money can be made if frank makes 10 million dollars this year and gabriel makes 20 doesn't mean that i can't make 30 or you can't make fifty or a hundred million or ten million or two dollars. There's no pot in which we're all pulling from. Where at one point you know there's it's like musical chairs where one person's left standing and doesn't have any. It's not like a pie. There's an unlimited amount. Anyone can generate as much money as they want. It's really an unlimited resource. So I've always questioned if money is an unlimited resource. If there's an unlimited amount of money to be had, why is there a limited amount in our bank account? Because we're not fighting over air. In fact, there's less oxygen on the planet than there is money. But we're not fighting over air. We're not like you have my air. You're breathing my air, unless you're a kid. Dad, he's looking out my window. He's breathing my air. Make him stop. You know, it's not. It's not like that. So why is there? Why is there a lack of funds? Because um, I don't know if you've woken up this morning and look in your bank account and go, huh, I have too much money. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever been in that position. You know, and the, so why not? You know, why is there a limited amount in your bank account? Um, why is it that some people come to any country, and I'm talking any country—Canada, the U.S., uh, Mexico. I'm talking—you can go pick any country you want. Hong Kong. I don't know if that's a country, but you know what I'm going there. So go anywhere and have no money, have no education, have just the clothes on their backs, don't speak the language, have probably a lot fewer teeth than you have in your head, uh, aren't as good looking as you, aren't as educated as you, uh, and uh, you know just don't have s- skills. And in five years, in five years, in less than five years, make more money than most of us make in a lifetime. Does that happen? of course it does yeah happens on a daily basis so why what's the difference between those fuckers right that can do this in five years and someone that's born and bred in a very educated country wherever you are in the world maybe you're in australia maybe you're in you know the uk maybe you're in uh i don't know south africa i don't know but you know we have a fairly good education system and why are we struggling for money why don't we have more than we need
2: you know, Arco you, you you nailed that with the immigrants coming over. Uh, I think they have a an eighty percent success rate in becoming a millionaire before a domestic person does. So, if someone comes over from whatever country uh, within those five years, they're most likely eighty percent most likely to become a millionaire than, than someone that actually lives there. And it comes to, for me, I think for me, it boils down to two things. One is 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 comfort and no pain, and most people are comfortable. And they don't want to go outside of that perimeter because they're comfortable. They have their safety nets, they have everything there. They like everything the way it is. Don't touch the picture. Don't do that. It's just they're set in their ways, maybe you can call it that way. And there's no pain yet. Um, and when there's no pain, you're not focused or you're not driven. That's the driving force. That's the fuel for the like it's that's it's the fuel for the engine. And if you don't feel that pain, um, unfortunately, people are just gonna stay in that comfort uh box. And, and that's what I think the difference is when, when people come over and they have no one to fall back on. Um, like you have a lot of people, you know, and I do too, I'm not, I'm just as guilty as this. I have my safety and I have my parents, um, you know, they're, they're, they they're they're, 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 not rich or anything, but they're well-to-do. They have modest and you have that on the, they're in the shadows basically. So if something happens to Franco, uh, you know, I can always fall back on, on my family or, uh, my, my, my sister, or, or someone, to help me out. Uh, those people that come over feel a pain, and they have, and with that pain, they have a drive, and it's it, it's being focused. But until you have, until you get out of your comfort zone and have that pain, you're going to be stuck in that, in that well,
0: no pain, no gain. Yeah, literally, that's the only expression I think is actually accurate, because if you don't have some sort of pain, you're not going to make gains in a, in a direction. You're not going to grow in a different direction. When a plant has, if, if, if their sun is over here and there's a, there's a, you know, and they're growing over here, they're going to grow towards the sun. And if something happens over here, they're going to look for the sunlight. They're always going towards where the light is. Um, or And if you're not growing, you're dying. And so, you know, Gabe, uh, chime in here with uh, with your... With, I'm, I was
3: with, just, I'm thinking about what you guys said. And the, the, the no pain, no gain. I mean, I, I've lived it, you know, firsthand that I there was a sense of urgency that got developed and put me against the wall. I have no choice, but i I'd like to think about, you know, the listener that's out there and that, you know, maybe there are, there are some that come from a, you know, a comfortable family background and that, you know, went to school, got a good job. Maybe they're making a job in the, you know, uh, high five figures, low six figures, you know, someone like that. How do they? How do they experience pain, or when do they experience pain? Because not everybody does experience necessarily a life-altering painful scenario, and you know. So, but it doesn't mean that they don't have a right to have a life that's you know plentiful and with a lot of time as well. So, I'd like to touch on that. I don't know maybe your opinions. I know that you you've been in the game a lot longer, Marco, than we have. But that's, that's the feeling I get sometimes when I meet some people where. Well, you know, I make good money, my wife makes good money Mike makes good money. Now it depends what their value system is, right? But a lot of these people are sacrificing a lot of their time so they don't see their children. Maybe that's one thing. Or they can't they can't go on, you know, or they, they can't go on a lot of vacations because they can't get their same vacation schedules with their wife fixed up. Whatever the case may be, what can be considered pain?
0: Well, that's different for everyone. For me to you know, not be able to afford something is painful. My pain my pain threshold has changed and what most people would think is painful is very enjoyable to me. So that could actually be a completely separate episode um, on you know on, on defining our pain and what we can do to fix it. Someone wants to write that down. I think, I think it's going to be important to, to address that. but let's just get back on track with money for, for, for a second. Is there a limited amount of money for anything? So if I want to get into the business of like Facebook, Uh, The guy created Facebook, right? Uh, Zuckerberg creates Facebook so he can have more friends. And he creates a a platform where, you know, it's literally a billion dollar industry. And he started, you know, it's not his money that he used, it's other people's money. And there are always going to be people that are very wealthy that have money. And what do wealthy people want to do with their money? They want it to grow. So any good idea, any good and by the, by the way, ideas are useless without action. I just want to say this. So just because you have a good idea doesn't mean that you're entitled to money. Just understand this. Um, this, whole, this whole idea around money, I'm going to replace the word money with value. If you can give someone value, then you have value. Meaning that you can exchange your value for something that is measured, which is money, right? So the key is how do we measure that value? So if, you're, if your value now is to work for $100,000 a year, then that's what your value is for that company or that organization. Is, that's the amount of value that you're bringing that you're working for. And again, if you're an employee, you're not working retail, you're working wholesale. And if you want to continue to work wholesale where Costco shops, every episode I got to throw in the word Costco because <laughs> I like it so much. So where where Costco shops, then that's understand that that's what that's where we're at right now. But if you want to um, attract more val- more money, in order to do that, you need to project more value. So how um, how can you create more value? Um, How can we, uh, uh, you know, establish more value for other people? Because all business really is, is figure out what people want, go get it, and go give it to them. That's it. That's all business is. It's that simple. Figure out what people want. So in my business, in our business, it's real estate. People want to get rid of their property. So what do we do? We go get the money and go give it to them. And the money that we use is other people's money. People want to return a safe return on their money. And uh, if you haven't listened to the uh, asset-based lending uh, podcast or episode, make sure you do because it'll explain how we're able to get money without using our own. Right? So we get other people's money. We give it to them. We own the property. And now if we don't pay these people back, we lose the property and they get the great deal, which is terrible for me, but great for them. But at the end of the day, they're always protected and they got what they want and I'm sandwiched in and making more money because I gave value to two people. I gave value to this person for selling the property, for giving them what they wanted, which is the money, and I gave this person over here or this group over here a return on their money that's safe, secured on a property, and if they don't get paid, they get the property, which is much more valuable than the money they're getting from me. I've created value in two spaces, and I'm giving work to a manager, I'm giving work to a tenant, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing tenants to have a place to live. I'm basically in the value-giving business, and that's it. I'm irrelevant. It's not about me. And it's kind of weird because the more you take yourself out of the equation, the more money you make. And most people think it's all about them. Well, I need this and I need that. Well, get rid of your your needs for now and then just start serving as many people as you can. And when you come from that place of service, you'll start making a lot more money.
2: Yeah. And uh, I think we talked about it. You mentioned uh, what, what, is, what is money and its value. It's before currency even came into existence, that's what people were doing. They were bartering their services or so like you mow my lawn and I'll whatever, wash your clothes or whatever. And they use those tasks and say, well, you know, mowing the lawn takes more work than, you know, doing the uh, doing the clothes or whatever. So that's how they established value. Now value with currency in, in today's world, it's, it's obviously based on, on, on the money and monetary value. But going back to what you said is helping people. That's all it is. It's helping people. So if people have a need, or want, you help them with that. The more complex that need or want is, the more value you provide, the more you get in return. So I like what you said, Marco, that you take yourself out of the equation and you should take yourself out of the equation. It's it's, people think, what can you do for me? What's in it for me? Not for you. What's in it for me? So you have to provide that value or that need or their pain point. Get rid of their pain point and you'll be taken care of. And it's, sometimes it's hard to explain, uh, but it does come back to you twofold or threefold, tenfold. It's uh, just help other people achieve their dreams, hit their need, their pain point, and you'll be taken care of. It just That's the way it happens. And if you instill that, you'll have a better appreciation of money or value that you're giving value. Where can I give? So the more value you give to that person or, or whatever, the more you receive back. That was my opener when I first got into this is give value, help the people. Like on one of your podcasts or one of your seller calls, you had or someone really had to get out of his property. He needed the money. That was his pain point. He needed the money for a medical procedure. And you have to put together, you are in the middle, you're putting together, okay, how can we help this guy liquidate his property so he can get the money so he can take care of himself? Or, and Ka-
0: or Karen and a lot of that we discussed in, in a past episode. That's near whatever that landmark is. Oh yeah, the ocean. You're putting together the the best possible. What is it that you need, and how can we get it to you? There was a, a person I discussed. A deal with yesterday that has a 1.2 million dollar property and it needs repairs There's actually quite a lot of about 150 thousand rehab on it, and we've got the seller down to around 600 thousand. So the the numbers are checking out so far, and it's pretty good. It's half price, but again, we're we're going to be in it probably for 750 at the end of the day. The seller says it's going to be about 50 thousand dollars in repairs, but we we're going to be all in for. If a seller says 50, it's probably going to be triple that. Now, we haven't seen it. We don't know what it looks like. This is just our you know, our experience talking, and we know that if it's worth 1.2, and by the way, it's 50% occupied versus 100% occupied, and it's worth 1.2. Yeah, it, it, the income that's coming in is about $120,000 a year, um, and it's 50% occupied, which means we can actually double the value of this asset. But you can learn all these terms and things in future podcasts or pad pod, past podcasts. Depending on um, when you're listening to this, but our posture, our position is that we need to be under six hundred thousand. Because I know we can get up to we can get up to about eight hundred thousand dollars on this deal um, from other somebody else. But I want to squeeze out a little bit more so we can have some closing costs and we don't have to use any of our mon- own money. I promise I'm landing the plane in a second. All right, before you guys get too bored. The deal is that we told the guy from the beginning that we need to be under six hundred thousand. And the guy said, Listen, I, I I need to be, I need to have at least six hundred thousand. And I'm the, the next question was, Well, well why? Yeah. So he told us that he needs at least two hundred thousand dollars up front and he can wait for the rest and he has a mortgage of this. So now we know the guy just needs two hundred thousand. So we don't need to find seven hundred and fifty thousand anymore. We we need to find is two hundred thousand plus hundred and fifty and work out the rest in terms. So, and he'll be happy with that. And we're going to be happy with that. So we're no longer looking at the whole amount of money that we need to find. We're now needing to find a lot smaller amount that's actually less than half of what we thought we would have to find. And that's, you know, on a $1.2 million property coming up with $350,000, which includes the repairs, is a no-brainer to anyone that wants to lend us the money because they're well-protected. So that's the point, is if you can really listen to what people want, then you're able to give value to what people want. Then you're able to generate money out of that because all money is, is a reward for solving problems. I'm going to say it again. All money is, is a reward for solving problems. If you don't like the money you have, solve different problems. That's it. Solve better problems. You'll start making more money. And that's it. And in the helping other people.
3: with time. It gets a lot easier with time once you do it the first time and you provide value to, especially if this is an investor where you're getting the money from. If you're providing value to this individual and they're getting rewarded, next time you have a value proposition, where do you think you're going to go? A lot of people, the ones that have money, usually have a lot of money and they're never going to lend you all of their money on one project. Never. What they're going to do is they're going to start like anything else. If, if you're trying something new, are you gonna try a little bit of it or are you gonna try like, you know, a whole plate of it? You're gonna always try, you're gonna take a bite and see if you like it. If you like it you'll eat want more and then if you really love it, then you'll go to Costco with Marco. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but ultimately it's the same thing. I mean it's you have to apply the same the same rules apply everywhere. So Once you've done your first deal and you've provided value to someone, yeah, sure, the seller, actually, and this might be another episode, but the seller may have other properties that they want to get rid of too. And that if you solve their problems, they may have other little problems or bigger problems uh, behind the door where they were just testing if you can actually get this problem solved so they can offer you more problems to solve for themselves. That's one thing. But the same thing goes to the investor. And if you solve their problem, they'll probably have more money. And if they don't, Well, they're very comfortable telling their friend who has a lot of money that, hey, this guy solved my problem. He was able to, you know, place my money, get me a safe return, protect it. So, you know what? I ran out of it for now. But if if I had more money, I would do this deal. You should do it too. And and it's as simple as that. You got to get going.
0: Yes, absolutely. So if someone thinks, well, there's no money to be had, the answer is, is there value in it for the person that's going to be giving you the money? Because you never need your own money to make money. And I've said this, episodes, plural, uh, yeah. is if you can't make money without money, you can't make money with money. And I, you need to remove yourself uh, with this limiting belief that you need money to do anything. You don't. You just. I, in fact, I started my real estate career using somebody else's money. I uh, borrowed, I'm not proud of it, but I had to. I had to borrow my parents' credit card. Um, they only had one, and I, I maxed it out to take a, a seminar. And they didn't know about it till I attended the seminar. And had I, and if I had now, now it was only not to feed my kids, but for my parents not to kill me because they would have literally killed me my whole life. My parents were quite physical with me because old school, Eastern European, you know, just they slap you around and they'll just make another one, you know, no big deal. You know, we made you, we'll go make three more. You know, we don't, you're not that important. Uh, You know, it's (laughs) just how it works. And I would have been killed. Now, and literally maxed out my parents' credit card. I'm not suggesting that anyone does that, but I'm saying if there's a will, there's a way. And it worked out because I busted my ass. It's not like I took a seminar and I was suddenly rich. I learned a few things that I had to figure out and apply. And, and then I, as soon as I applied it, I, I did more. And I, I was there was no turning back at that point because I had to pay them back or it was death, literally death. And I didn't want to orphan my kids because my parents really would have killed me. Yeah, I just, I left home when I was 16 years old because I was terrified of my parents. Like I left home very, very young. So understand that money will always be there if the opportunity makes sense. If the opportunity makes sense for you, but no one else, then the money's never going to be there. So you have to change the opportunity, change what's in it for someone else. If I find something that may, that's worth a million dollars and I can get it for 300000 would it make sense for me to... worst case scenario is someone that has $300,000 and you're thinking well I don't know anyone with $300,000 well there's doctors there's lawyers there's a phone book there's uh, there's, you know there's there's tons of places where you can go and interact with people that have money and the next question is is how do you interact with those people which is going to be a separate episode on how to actually attract people with money because I I wasn't born with this skill Gabriel you weren't born with this skill Frank definitely not born with this skill you know Uh, where'd Frank go
3: I don't know. I was just thinking the same thing. Maybe he's, he's gone to learn how to attract. People yes. With money. He's got to
0: learn to attract people with money.
3: <laughs> or he's not Costco. Did you get my list?
0: Yeah. Right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Did he, did he disappear? I don't know. Probably forgot to plug uh, his game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He probably forgot to plug it in. He doesn't know where the plug is. So, so the, uh, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's learning to attract and understand that if someone has a lot of money, they have a new problem, which is how to make their money grow. Yeah. So if you're able, if you understand how to help a wealthy person's money grow, you're going to make money doing that. If you're able to make, if, if uh, someone that has money, I have a lot of clients that are doctors that are, and I didn't grow, you know, I didn't grow up around doctors. I had to figure out how to communicate with doctors. And the unique problem with doctors is they're great doctors, but they're usually terrible with money. And I say usually, I'm not saying all doctors are bad with money, but usually they have an investment problem. They want their money to grow in a safe, in a a comfortable environment. And if a doctor can make six, seven, uh, or, you know, they're making a four, five, six percent return, they're generally happy. But if I can make them a seven, eight, nine percent return, they're even happier. So they're going to take the money from where it was making to something that's a little bit more aggressive. And now I have their money to do something with as long as I protect it. So there's no shortage of money.
3: And those doctors specifically have a unique problem where uh, even though they make large, 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 large paychecks, they're still trading their time for money. And they trade a lot of it for the money that they make. So even though they make a lot of money, they don't have time to actually go out and invest it and do their own research and do this wisely. So they need people like, like us, like Marco, like you can become... In, in that you can find them safe places to park their money and make them a return that, they, that that's going to make them happy and help their family in the, in, the, in the long process while not worrying about it, and they can still keep doing what they, they like doing, which is whatever it is that they do, whether it's surgery or what. Same thing applies to a lot of, actually, professions. It's a lot of you know big-time accountants, big-time lawyers. Same, They all have the same problem. They make big bucks, but they trade a lot of their time for it.
0: That's exactly right. And if they have money but they want, and they want to have their money grow for them so they can get out of their, their job, then if you have the time if, or if you have the skill sets, you don't need a lot of time for this. If you have the skill sets, you could find the opportunity, put, marry their money with the opportunity, put yourself in between and make yourself a fantastic cash flow. Just by helping someone that has no time but has money, you have the little time and the skill sets to be able to find these deals, You put them together, and you sandwich yourself into the return. So you're paying them maybe an 8% return. The property is making, let's say, a 12% return, and you're making a 4% spread. Now, you might think, well, 4% is nothing. Well, 4% per million is $40,000. And you own the property, and there's equity in the property. So that's $40,000 of cash flow a year on that one deal. Do three of those as $120,000 a year, and remember, the, the property's being managed by somebody else. The tenants are paying. Um, you're not dealing with Jerry Springer tenants. And you're helping. And by the way, if you're helping a doctor or someone has money grow their money at, an, like, at a nice return, guess what they're going to, when you pay them back, what are they going to want to do? Give you more money, tell their friends about how well you did for them, and suddenly you have three doctors. And then those three doctors tell ten doctors. And doctors go to conferences that tell other doctors. So it's... And, or, or lawyers or, you know, pharmacists, or, you know, you pick the industry, whatever that is, but there's always someone that has a problem, which is I have money and I don't know what to do with it. And I know you might think that's not true, but Apple has billions of dollars and they have a huge problem and they have too much money and they don't know what to do with it.
3: I was going to say, it's a lot harder to grow or keep and grow your money than it is to make it As, as, as silly as that may sound to people. Once they've made a lot of money, they don't know how to grow it. All they're going to do is lose it. And they have to find the right way to, you know, to, to grow their money or else they will end up spending it or losing it. It's, it's inevitable. And if it's not them, it'll be in their children's hands and then they'll find a way to squander. Well,
0: and, and you might think, well, shit, just put it in the bank and it's done. Well, what's a bank going to give you in returns? Like my parents have always said, you make money, you put it in the bank. Put the Wait. money in the bank. Marco, Marco, put the money in the bank. You know, you, you go to the bank. And, you know, there's balloons when there's a, a you know, one and a half or 2% return. You put your money in, it's locked in for five years. And if you're lucky, you get 2% if it's locked in at five years. That's a That's huge gross. return, right? That's gross. That's
3: gross. There's no taxes or inflation that hit
0: that. Yet. Well, 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 exactly. That's 2%. Now, wait a second. But wait, what's inflation? It's more than 2%. And then there's and any money that you make, you have to pay taxes on. So exactly right. You know, thank you, Mr. Accountant. You're actually losing money putting money at 2% in the bank. You have to actually make, I think, four or five before you actually even break even. But the bank's never gonna give you four or 5%. It's never gonna happen. So the money that you put in today is worth more or worth less tomorrow? It's worth less. So the money you put in today is worth less tomorrow. Money in the bank is worth less, worthless, worthless. Money in the bank is worthless.
3: It actually would make more sense, even though I don't recommend it, to leave it under your mattress the old school way, because then you
0: she won't lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't lose, you won't have to pay taxes, but there's no return. So again, mattress yeah. money is fine, but you gotta do something with it and you have to turn that into an asset. Of some kind, uh, an investment of some kind. And we'll We'll have a, a, that's a (laughs) a new problem. Uh, There's a whole episode that we can discuss on uh, how assets are created, which is assets to cash back to assets. But that's a whole other episode. So is there a lack of money? Well, money makes the world go round. We need money. The money is everywhere. And the question is, is if you don't have enough of it, it's your behavior that's going to stop you from actually making more. It's not any other skill set but behavior. If you behave like a wealthy person, you will start being wealthy. If you start behaving like a broke person, you will stay broke. That's it. And I, now that my definition of broke is, is quite different than most. My definition of broke is having two commas in your bank account. All right? Having access to two commas. Now, not necessarily in your bank account, but access to it. Meaning that if you can... If you need a million dollars tomorrow that you can pick up a phone and it can be there within a few days, that's the kind of skill sets that I would love for you to have because you've given so much value to so many people that it's not hard for you to generate income very, very quickly by the value that you bring to the table. And if you can do that, you're going to be wealthy for the rest of your life in time and in money because wealth is not just money that's rich. And many people want to be rich, but I think rich is terrible because people that are rich have no time. What's the point of busting my ass, making all this money and never having the time to enjoy my life? What a terrible, terrible life that would be. I would rather be able to wake up at the crack of noon, scratch all day long, do whatever I want to do and not have, have to do anything and still have all the money I need to buy whatever I want. Gabe, Any closing thoughts?
3: No, oh, I mean that's 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 pretty much it. It's for me, time is is a lot more important than money, and just that money with time makes it a lot more fun. So, it, you know, you just got to go out there and believe in yourself. And the skills that are required to do this are very easy to acquire if you learn the right way and you keep applying it. It's it's you know a lot of you. I don't know what you do for a living, but. You know, if you're a plumber, you went to plumbing school, you learn how to do all the plumbing stuff, and then you got to go solve other people's problems who have toilet problems or plumbing problems, and you get paid for that. This is the same thing, except that you don't need a license to learn these skills and to apply them. All you need to do is, is go out there and apply them and add value to as many people uh, as possible, as many people's lives as possible. And you'll be able to reach whatever goals you have and then create a lot more money and time.
0: And money can buy your time back. And uh, in this business, your, your average profit per door is around 200 bucks. So if you make $5,000 a month, divide that by 200, uh, you're 25 doors away, 25 tenants away from being free, from never having to work again and make $5,000 every month for the rest of your life. That's it. You're only 25 doors away and that's all. Now, the key is, can you buy those 25 doors with your own money? Why would you need to if you can use somebody else's money and help them as well? So solve more problems, solve your own problems, everybody wins. Perfect recipe. There you go. Hopefully that was helpful. I hope Frank's okay. I, uh, t- <laughs> I actually reached out to him. He hasn't responded. So I hope. Th- I hope that I, I don't know what's going on. But uh, so on behalf of <laughs> in <the next> episode. <laughs> find out on the next episode what happened to Frank. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening in. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Gabriel. And uh, have yourselves a fabulous day. Take care for now.
1: If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to GetDealsByTuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals By Tuesday, even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night. This course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.